0: Hey everyone, so here's the the thing, what happens if you can't see the enemy? How do you fight if you don't, can't see the enemy? If the enemy had uh, moved in when you were very little, you can't see it, I couldn't see it, I didn't know. Again, I thought I was having a perfectly happy existence. Not happy, but, you know, perfect in the realm of whatever perfect is. (coughs) So that's why this probing is, or this this odyssey into that past is imperative. It's, It's like... I didn't know there was an enemy. A lot of enemies, actually, not just the one. Because when the one moves in, then there are other ones. And then there's energetic parasites. And there's all sorts of stuff that fear attracts. Fear attracts. Stalin said something very interesting. He said, if you, you know, take a chicken and pluck its feathers and abuse it and leave it there bloodied, but offer it a few crumbs, it will come back to you. It will come back to the person that hurt it for a little crumb of anything. Right? So, the way we bury, disappear, is, is very ornate, also very clever, so that you become one with the enemy. And you are the enemy. You are it inside of you. You have agreed to it. These early relationships can be very, very um, bonding. Right? So that you don't turn. You don't betray. I mean, I literally had to sit in a ceremony in Peru... And beg, beg, my child, to tell me what had happened. There was, you know, early sexual abuse, significant sexual abuse. Sexual abuse for money, sexual abuse. It was horrific. This was a snake pick the likes of which had the most, you know, the most poisonous snake in it. So how do you defeat an enemy you cannot see? And you don't want to betray. The child does not want to betray the parent, or the caregiver, or whoever it was that (coughs) created a bond with them in infancy. Also, you can't. If you've been hurt in some way, you're bound by a contract. You're bound by silence. You're bound by if you say something, I will hurt you. And by the way, those feelings you're having are wrong about me. If somebody whacks you as a kid, it's you that have made, have, have created the problem, not them. Their whacking you is right. You're feeling the stinging pain and crying is wrong. Corporal punishment is horrific so sadistic and so you know that's it that's why I'm seeing now that these plant medicines are revolutionary there was no way I was gonna I mean again even with the ayahuasca this thing is holding on even with these journey and this entry into these other dimensions which now are Easily accessible, the more you do it, the more it becomes like breathing, right? It's second nature. It's going to show up. You've invited it in. Even then, these things want to own you. And one of the things that I've discovered is that if it happens early on, really, there's no you there. You have gone You have baggered off into disappearing land. I was in a cave, curdled up in in a fetal position in the back of a cave somewhere. I was brought as my four-year-old on my lap. I was four years old and dead. Basically, I'd left. So someone has taken you over, installed themselves in you, or you've agreed. And you yourself have reinscribed them in you. You you're scripted up by them and there's no you there. Like they say in California, when you get there, there's no there there, which is an untruth, because I love California. It's wonderful. So yeah, there's no there there. They have literally taken you over. And the trick which has been even more compelling, as evil, is that they made it all right. So what I've seen, I was carrying a lot of sexual abuse, which I had agreed to accept they had the right to do this They had the authority to do this and I was not to complain about it and I was wrong to consider it out of bounds or horrendous or horrific by the authority of these people and by the terror of death and of being wrong, which they then added the mockery, you know, the mockery, which I myself had inside of me, which I realized it wasn't mine. I wasn't mocking the ayahuasca. This thing that had installed itself in me was mocking the ayahuasca as a way of dealing with the horror that was done. In other words, if you don't put up with what I'm going to do to you, you're weak, you're wrong. This is all layers of venom and poison on a child. It is a complete diseased disfigurement of your magnificent divinity. I'm talking about you, whoever you are that's listening. Your divinity. So how do you clear up an oil spill in your region when you don't even know there is the oil spill? Because you have become the oil spill. You have been taken in, you know, whatever, center, right? In every single way, they have completely owned you. And in one of the recent ceremonies, I'd realized that everything I had done, everything, from not trying to be a girl when I was little, I wanted to be a boy, to anorexia, to um, exile to the States, to like every, 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 everything, to, to every identity, to every job, to everything I was trying to become, Was an attempt to not be anywhere near the truth and the pain of that truth. To run as far, reinvent myself as many times as I could so I wouldn't have to carry that evil. Like I could somehow get away from it. And oh God, there was so much evil, right? Until I couldn't run anymore. Until I started meditating and I had a, 13 years later, I had a big break which said, look, you know, I was in New York in my cab, it just stopped, I had to get out, there's no more running, no more running, no more trying to build identities and, and pretend to be people and it's, you know. Whatever it is that I was doing, I had to go face that writhing evil in the attic in my house in England. I didn't know who the enemy was. I didn't even know I was in prison. I didn't know I was traumatized. I didn't know all this evil that had happened early on. Because the way that it moves in. is like blotting paper, it's like ink on blotting paper as it slowly moves into the white paper, the black, black ink. Everything was an attempt to not fall into the pit of snakes It's like being on hot coals. Once the damage is done, you don't want to be anywhere near that damage. You can't do anything about it. You're too little. You're terrified of death. And that evil moves in. And you become, it owns you. It's a total takeover. And I should have recognized that. I guess you can't, because you don't know. My third ceremony, when I was down in Peru, I was saying before going into that ceremony to this man, who is my father, you need to leave now. But he was dead. He'd been dead for 10 years. I was carrying this... Secret, this suicide vest, and I was running from it every fucking day. I was owned, and I was running from it by trying to invent a person that would not be that horror that would have it'd be as far away from everything that happened. In a ceremony down in Peru, there was a huge fairground, and I was a little child. And the, the, the medicine was saying, look, there's a fairground, you know, little children. In that fairground, in that noise, that evil lurked in childhood, right? waiting, figuring itself out, seducing. It was a complete piece of evil, right? But again, I didn't know the enemy. I had blacked out, I had blacked out from the terror of what had happened. The minute, and it was in one occasion when I was in this room and I was caught in this room and I couldn't leave. I could see the the door, the person and the door behind him I froze. I knew something bad was going to happen. And it did. I didn't remember. So you're, and I've said this and I'll say it again, why it's the most dangerous moment in your life is because you are the most powerless. And that, they know. And that is when the greatest damage is done. And that's when the greatest control comes in. And it seeps through every cell of your body. This thing that is being torn down is him, is it, is the dungeon keeper, is the terror. It's everything in one thing. It's total and utter ownership. I couldn't see it. I was it when I was in ceremony and this thing was mocking the ayahuasca. I'm like, who is that? Like I wasn't. So I couldn't see this evil. I mean, who was mocking the ayahuasca? I wasn't here. I was completely taken over by pure terror and then reconfigured and reinvented herself over and over to try to disappear from it. I desperately wanted to be a boy when I was nine. Anorexia is a form of self-rejection. Exile is a form of, you know, trying to get rid of it. Even marriage was a way of trying to dump. Desperate to disappear into somebody else. Because the original self had been taken over. And I had gone. By pure, unadulterated evil. You don't know who the enemy is. You can't when you're little because it just seeps into all of you. You know, and even now, to actually see it, yes, I can finally begin to understand, but my capture was absolute. It's taken a lot of sitting and ayahuasca to really move this evil out. I mean, I was in a ceremony where snakes were just, black snakes were pouring out of me. So these early captures, if you've been there, are very powerful. I remember when i was this thing was beginning to emerge, and i didn't even again it was this whole thing which comes up these writhing, and I've described it in many ways is is that it's him, it's them, it's the abuse, it's everything, it's the fear, it's everything all rolled into one for it to actually for when it first started coming up, it started coming up is a very They were just kind of mouth movements, you know? And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, oh, fuck. And I was like, okay, I need to go down to the jungle. And, you know, that's when the truth started to emerge. And that was after my first, the first time I was there, I had to go again, you know, two years later, I think it was. Because it was just the layers were being removed, right? And even then, I didn't know. I mean, I knew. I began to know. Oh, I was being abused. But then the thing kept coming bigger. It became bigger and more writhing and more. And on my second trip, on my return back, it was getting really bad. It was like it was just. I would be in a in a in a gym class, and it would just be, you know, coming out. I mean, it wasn't out of control. I could, I mean, I could, you know, I could stop it, but. <clears throat> I wrote to the shaman, he says, oh, Maria, just smothered in black magic and and all sorts of bad energies and did I know? You better get down here. Well, I couldn't go. I couldn't go. So I had to do the work here with the help of the Shipibo and the shamans from there, which I don't want to go into because it sounds woo-woo, but, you know, people energetically stuffs down, you know, you can be helped from wherever in the world because it's one thing and energy and light spectrums etc. You can check it out in the physics section of the library but um, I was completely owned and I was wondering because you know I who was this What was this thing that was mocking the ayahuasca? It was him. It was the evil. And the enemy. I mean, I was a... I'd never faced it. But what I didn't recognize that all my efforts to run from it were just that. My, all my efforts to become someone else, to transform, to fulfill these identities and roles were a way of not falling into the snake pit and seeing it and facing it. This is very evil and it was done very early on. So what if you can't see the enemy? And by the way, yeah, therapy, yeah, I tried it, but like what, you know? You're not going to, I can't, I have all the plant spirits now and and all sorts of, let's say, beings here helping me move this. That's in another dimension. How the fuck am I going to get it? If I'm sitting, you know, my little ape is sitting next to another ape and they've got, again, four certificates on the wall and they're asking about, you know. I've heard some shrinks play Candy Crush while they sit with their patients. I mean, honestly, like... What, what what the fuck? How the fuck are they going to enter this realm? They don't. They can't. Yes, they'll press a few buttons and perhaps you'll weep over, you know, the fact that you fell in the playground and nobody came to get you or something. But these other things? This evil? Oh, my God. There was no getting in here. Are you serious? This is a major psychic attack. I was overwhelmed. It's like, it's like being a child. I'm thinking about it. If you've been really badly traumatized, it's like a child sitting at the bottom of a huge valley and at the top are a million um, soldiers ready to come down and kill you. You think you're not going to get owned? Of course you are. You're a baby, you're a toddler, you're a boy, you're a girl, it doesn't bloody matter. You're not defending yourself. And they know that. You're gonna become an ally because you're gonna wanna survive. And you're gonna accept (coughs) whatever horror they show up with. And then you're going to run. And my choice for checkout wasn't a drug or a drink. No, my choice for checkout was reinvention, both of myself and of them, right? If I do this, if I become that, none of which were anything to do with me, then I won't fall in the snake pit. But it could easily have been, I need to check out completely. Let me stick a heroin needle in my arm and disappear. Or God knows what else. Then it becomes more difficult. Now you have another enemy. You have the original enemy that's within you. And now something else that you become addicted to. It's more of the same thing. It's more of the disappearing. And trauma is an act of disappearing. I think that's really what it is. I can't deal with it. I need to disappear. It's quite simple. I can't deal with it. I need to disappear. And the ayahuasca is, the, you know, the lights of the Shea Stadium. Now, this thing was all over me. I mean, in this exorcism I had when I was in Peru, literally, this wasn't a thought or a feeling. I mean, my, my body was swaying back and forth by itself. The ayahuasca was trying to remove this energy out of me, I literally was being swayed back and forth, back and forth. I mean, I, by the plants, not by me. And then at some point it, pu- it pulled me up, I was, I, my head was over my knees, it pulled me back up and this thing just roared out of me. <coughs> it's a massive energetic spirit and a code was broken, like some contract was broken. I was a baby and this thing was an adult It was. I think it terrified the whole Maloka, the whole ceremonial space. I think the Indians were terrified, thinking I'd have a heart attack from the, uh, the 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 massiveness of it. I survived, and very very happy. The next morning, everybody was like, "Oh, like there's a there's a weird person that had that." You know, she you know, it's like having owning an alien. So. The damage. I mean, I think about all everything else I had to go through. You know, owned by this thing. You know, I, I, I you, because you're gonna, you're gonna face this thing over and over in different manifestations of people or situations of events. You, you know, it's, it's. You're in the dark. I was an evil. And same thing with my divorce. My divorce was simply a five-year. Military siege, the likes of which no, I would wish on no one. Taped, followed, all sorts of horrific things. Robbed. Same people. When you're in hell, you're in hell. You don't know you're in hell, but you will manifest hell because you are in hell. And what that shows up as is it may look like a, a meat bag and an ape, <coughs> but it's just not a spirit. It all belongs to the same army. So you might not know who the enemy is. The enemy might have crept in earlier, uh, early when you were a child. You might be and then you're owned by it. You don't see it. And then you're Defending it and making it work and, you know. It owns you. And then you might go out and, you know, stick a needle in your arm because it just becomes too overwhelming. And I think at the bottom of it all, This is how they own you, they own you because you dare not face what happened, the only way. You fatten them up if you refuse them, they own you if you refuse them. Because it happened when you were little and that terror is like no other terror. it's like no other terror because you're a little child. That terror is like a hundred foot wave about to smash on you and you're just about to disappear. You do not want to experience that again. You will do anything to not experience that terror. And in that terror they move in. They have you. Your life force just flies out the window and they own you because you have the memory of that terror which I blacked out and you need to black it out and you need to run from it and you need to reinvent yourself and you need to do whatever. Just don't let me ever feel that again. You don't want to know what that feels like and once you don't want to know, they own you. They own you. Now, if by the time you've come to it, like me, you've lived a 100 years, and your whole system has gotten used to producing the right endorphins around them so that they're not evil, then this is a very difficult nuts to crack right you've folded them in folded them into your pastry you know you've rebranded them you've now you know acclimatized yourself to them being something else so if you look at it you have you have the event that happened right the horror of it um you have the actual event of what happened (coughs) um and that's the moment you were frozen for me i must it must have happened in that ceremony when the fairground was going and in all that noise I was, that was the first time I was abused. So there's a moment of the terror which for me must have happened then. I don't know when it happened for you but then it's, there's a moment when it happened. You never want to have that terror again In order to not have that terror again, and you're powerless, you have to agree to the person that did it to you and be nice to them, or whatever you do, whatever your reaction is. And. And then they own you, you're going to do what they tell you, you're going to, it's a form of tyranny. And then I was, you know, off to the races, trying to reinvent a person, so I would never feel that again. Because the thing is that you can't blame them, because the thing of a child is that you're wrong and they're right. And they will reinforce that by demeaning you or Mocking you or whatever they do It is the most sadistic thing to do to a child, right? Remember Also that You're always going to be wrong you're the child, right? That's what a child says, you know, they must be right I'm they're the parent. I'm the baby. They must be right. I'm wrong So um, so here you are something awful has happened to you I don't know what that is it could be anything that just happens to be this in my instance but in yours it could be anything somebody screams at you somebody hurts you somebody leaves you you know abandons you whatever it is that hurt is overwhelming you have to cover up that hurt you make yourself responsible right and then you give in you surrender to them and they move in and then they can do whatever the fuck they like because you know you will do anything not to feel that terror again or you don't want to feel that terror but you have it within you so thus you know as i said after the races now i'm running away from it i don't want to be a girl I want to be a boy i you know i if i if I'm anorexic, you know somehow I'll have control over this thing you know it's or you're trying to find a way of controlling this thing, but you're in a you're in a crazy place, it's your parents that did it to you, and you have to live with them. How do you reconcile the evil and them and what's happened and the refusal of you and the fact that it was you and they're they're the ones that's supposed to be right It's a, a huge snake pit of confusion and mess And And that's what they want. But you're the one that's left chasing your tail. Because you've got to upend them. And a child can't upend its parents. And they know that. You can't make them wrong. And they know that. So... They move in. Eventually, you have to live, it's insane. It's like, you need to le- live with this insane duplicity, which you realize doesn't work. I lived with it, I, and so for me, I found the way to, to deal with it was, I found it through Francis Bacon, who I saw his paintings and evoked the feeling that I had within me was like a religious experience. And it's, it's the feeling of just the darkness and suffering and all that stuff, right? So I tried to do painting, so to speak, in order to discover. And it was like a, a geese, it was like a, 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 a little tiny opening in the darkness where I could begin to express legitimately what I was feeling. It was an attempt to start to reconcile with what had happened but everywhere it was I never f- you, you, you know it's like you can't be half pregnant you know so it was I, I was doing that at the same time I was still you know doing the obedience and doing the story and doing him like agreeing and inventing you know personalities to get away from it or persons or identities whatever you want to call it if I just become this You know, the more identity you have, the further away you'll get from it. You know, look, I have a house in Malibu now, nothing can touch me. I've made it, I've got my Porsche, I'm hanging out. There's no place to run from. You don't, it doesn't matter where you run to, it's with you, it's in you. There's no vacation that's going to make it better. it's in you. That's the thing. The enemy is ether. The enemy has its most power because you won't betray it. Because you don't want to feel what you had to feel when you were three and four. That feeling is death to a child because you think you'll be overwhelmed by it because you've hidden it because you've built yourself so many stories around it that you can't even see it and when a shaman says to you you're smothered in black energies," you, get, you laugh, you go, oh for God's sake because you think you're in control because you've run very far away Because your ego is mocked, your ego is a cover, it's a defense mechanism. It's a defense mechanism for the evil that was done to you. And then you sit for years and years in in Barnes and Nobles reading self-help books. And all of it is a waste, it's all a distraction. From something that happened early on that you have, you've now lost your way from, right? You're in a maze. You lost the entrance to the maze. You don't know where the entrance is to this maze. You're in the maze. The minute you left, the minute you refused, the minute you agreed, I see it as the greatest betrayal to myself. I mean, again, no shade on me. I was a child. As Stalin says, you know, pluck a chicken, let it bleed, offer it a little few drops of something, it will come back to the perpetrator. We'll do anything for love, for connection. And evil knows that. So, um, you won't know how much you've been owned, you won't believe it, you can't see it. It takes a bigger dynamite to get there. It takes a big it takes the Luftwaffe, it takes you know, it takes the the carpet bombing of ayahuasca. Certainly for me to wake me. Up. Like, every little piece of this. And to get your soul back. Because your soul's been stolen. If anything has happened to you, if there's been a disfigurement, if there's been anything like this early on, And again, it doesn't have to be this sadistic. It could be something else. It doesn't really matter. If you have no cognizance of it, you know, and you've built your ego on top of it and all your stories, then, you know, the most powerful nuclear warhead is required to blow open all of it. And even then, even more drilling. And what the ayahuasca is doing is she's loosening. It's, it's, it's lodged in you. So first of all, you can't see it. As she dislodges it, you begin to see it. It's a total. You've been evicted. You're just evicted. It's in your system. And as she dislodges it, Physically, literally every day. She also, in that dislodging, she allows them, in that dislodging, the memories of the truth come up. So this thing loses its power. It can only live in you if it terrifies you, and it's terrifying you so you won't see what happened. It terrifies you so you won't see what it did to you. Because if I'm looming over you and terrifying you, you don't have the strength Challenge me. You can't challenge it. And therefore, you get to be left out of not seeing what's happened to you. It's frightening you so you don't see the truth. What it did, what its trick was. So Literally, while she blows this thing up every day, she's dislodging this thing that's inside of me and then showing me what it did. The memory can allow, it can be, as it's dislodged, the memory comes up. It's holding you hostage by terrifying you so you won't remember the horror that happened. If it's too terrifying, you're not going to go in. That's why you're running. I'm running as far away as I can. It's terrifying me. I'm, you know, inventing stories, characters, personalities, whatever, identities to run away from it. I need all of it so I don't so I can get as far away from it as possible but it's in me so it owns me so the closer I get to it the more it roars to try to terrify me and as it's roared it's it's, my, it's physically I'm being moved about etc it's it's hiding the memories it's hiding what happened to you. The only reason is there is because it doesn't want you to see what happened to you. Because if you see what happened to you, you're going to leave. You're going to push it out. You will evict it and your children will come back. It, won't, it can't have any power. The only power it has is fear over you. It has no power once you've challenged the fear and demanded to see what happened. And all that is unearthed. And it's almost like it's like dead bodies, it's planted in different parts of the universe or something or different. So, Yeah. So, and then there's a seeing like, oh my God. You're coming back. There's a waking up. There's a seeing of what actually happened. Oh my God. And recently it was like, I can finally let go of all of this. I don't have to do any of this anymore, I don't have to run anymore. I don't have to invent anything anymore. This was all about this horror and running from the truth and instead of challenging him And tearing him down, I had to accept him and everything that happened. And I was the one that was forced to run from it, to build these identities. It owned me because I was a run, running from it. The only way that I could heal was to run towards it, to give up the engine of building all these identities and go face him and it that's all this has been about if there's one theme it's innocence violence against a child whatever that is it can be emotional psychological capture of that soul and terrifying that child and then you're on the run from it. For whatever, you might be on the run from it by disappearing into drugs, you might be on the run from it. By leaving the country, you might be on the run, whatever, you're on the run from it. The healing is to run right back into the fire because what they've owned is your child. And that's the search and rescue mission. Is they uh, they have them in captivity. If you've given them the authority over your children, over their souls. I was on the run. I was in a ceremony where I was. I went to a bathroom and I. All my children were geared up with like AK-47s from like zero to six or seven. They were all carrying military garb and weapons. They were all armed up against an enemy they couldn't see. I couldn't see. So yeah. Sorry, I was I was interrupted with the phone. Um yeah. You need to go back into the fire. They made a contract with you, and that contract created enormous amounts of terror and pain. And What you've done, or I did anyway, was I agreed to the pain and then by authorizing it I had to build identities to run from it. So I had paid the price for his evil. I was forced to be evicted. I was evicted. I agreed to let him move in basically into my system. And I was the one that was on the run to get away from it. So I was made responsible for undergoing the horror and the terror and then I, I, um, agree to make it disappear. So to carry it and to build someone to refuse it, I was completely that man's bitch. That dog, and his dog. He made me agree. If that isn't evil, I don't know what is. And because you're so innocent and you're so little and your little munchkin is terrified, you're, you're forced to make these horrific contracts with these people. And my response was to run from it. If I could marry the right person, build the right identity, have the right job, It would make it go away. Instead of tearing down the person that did it. And again, when you're little, you don't upend your parents. You don't betray them. You accommodate them. You accommodate evil. And so that's the ugliest, the evilest thing of all. They know what they're doing. You're not going to betray them. You're not going to face them. And they know that. And so you are going to have to carry, not only are you the victim of their evil, you're taken out to be whatever, sexual abuse, whatever it was for you, but then you're forced to then cover up their evil. You're the one that's forced to go out and build these identities to cover for their, their evil. They've disfigured your energetic field. They've diseased your energetic field. And at the same time, forced you to go find a new self to cover up the evil that they did to you. So, you don't see, you can't see the enemy. You can't see it. You're too little. You're too sweet and innocent. And you go along with all sorts of contracts and things made early on. And you have no choice. And they put you on the run. And they evict you from your home. And they talk about it in the Shipibo culture of soul loss, fear and soul loss. And yeah, it's it's the journey back. If it's that subtle, that sophisticated, and that evil. You know, again, very difficult to get to with another ape. You know what I'm saying? Um, It requires, you know, an intervention by some other magnificent force, which I will call nature, in another dimension to heal and guide you to the origins of, you know, the scene of the crime. You can't do this alone. You're a tiny baby when it happened, or a child. What's what's held captive is not you, it's your child. What's been tricked is your child, your innocence. What's been used is your child. What's terrified is your child. You have to go in there with reinforcements because they have your child. As I said, it's like you're light, you know, in a bush of thorns. Nature is required to come in and help you, save you from that. It comes in with reinforcements a lot, uh, reinforcements of light and love. It really is. You've got to go take yourself back. You've got to, you know... tear down the evil, and reinstall yourself as king or queen of your own kingdom, which is you. They took your breaker switch off. If you can't do anything, and you're anxious, and you can't seem to make anything work, something has been turned off. And if it's been turned off, it's because there's fear. Tremendous fear of your child, not you. So whatever that relationship that was built, um, it needs to be turned off. All the energy that's being pumped into it has been taken off, switched off. The Great Mother, Ayahuasca has really shown me everything that I need to see. The origin of this person, its game, how it worked, how it went, came in. It's going to show you everything. And it's going to try and dislodge. Because you have to, really, at the end of the day, you agree to it. So it's your belief in it that keeps it alive. And so you need to be shown who it really is, what it did. And every time you get a glimpse of that horror, another piece of it is dislodged. She's convincing you of what this thing is. And you have to give it up little by little. And then you're going to have to relive, which is kind of the hardest part of it, sometimes in a 3D hologram or something, you know, whatever, in the seeing of it, what that evil did. She's tearing it out of you as you are willing to let it go. Because remember, it seeped in. It just took over. You agreed to it. Again, no shade on your child. It just you did terrified for me the worst part is what he did this to me and I was on the run I did all of that I catapulted you know myself into these contortions and these versions of myself to save him to keep his evil okay to to, to make his evil work fucking cunt Dirtbag. So I was so it was like I had to be convinced, I had to be shown. Again, they're not making the decisions for you. they're only helping you see what's inside your psyche. You then release it by agreeing to let it go. But again, if you can't see the enemy, you're punching into the wind or you're not punching at all, you can't see it, so you're just living it, you're just, the outcome of you is them, and you've accepted it. So, there, nothing ever happened, there was just this evil, what he did to me, my terror, That's that was the whole thing, that was the whole inner nucleus. The rest was just me trying to pretend that wasn't the nucleus it's like it's like being in a in a dress-up hall you know room in a costume room and the stench is there and the thing is there and you're just putting on all these different costumes thinking if i just put this costume on i won't have to face the truth of this this horror that's all you're just changing outfits Because that thing has made you its cover-up. I don't want this shit in me. I want it out. I want to see everything. I want this vile thing out of me, right? I didn't know that. So if you don't know, then you're running around, you know, in a circus doing, you know, acrobatic crazy things right you're just you're in the freak show you're in a hall of mirrors you're just trying anything out you're trying to convert yourself into anything so you don't face the thing that's writhing so not only is it that they traumatized you by doing whatever they did to you but then you, they terrorized you And it's that combination of both the evil that's done to you and the terror of that and then the terror of them. And then with that, that you're wrong to feel whatever you feel and we're right. And if, you're, if, and if you want to challenge that, there's just terror, their terror. And that's how they own you. And that's why you run around and exile yourself or whatever you do or... Stick a needle in your arm or whatever it is that you whatever your costume looks like. It's a costume because you don't want to be, you don't want to feel that terror. You don't want to feel any of either the terror of what they did to you or the terror of them. It's a double whammy. And you don't know that you're a parent. God's sake. Really? They're not. They're just evil in meat bags. Dark energies. So yeah. If you can't understand why or you're still stuck or you've read your four hundredth self help book or you're in your four hundredth therapy session or your ten year therapy session or whatever it is you're in and the shit's still coming up. It's the enemy within. Can't see it. Ether. Go search it out. If you can't get to it through here, plenty of magnificent things, plants, mine, my great ally has been ayahuasca. Incredible, miraculous, without exception. I mean, it's just incredible. No. And it's free, and so so far as if you take it, you come back, it's still, it's a seed. It's planted, and it continues to work with you. And it's not free, in other words. You have to pay to go down. You have to pay $3,000, you know, flight included, for God's sake. I mean, that's really in the the spate of life. That's someone's bad trip, you know, to California or something. I don't know. Um, It's a car. I mean, (laughs) whatever. And then it's with you forever. It blooms in you, and you can continues to work on you, I mean really, for your life, how much were you willing to give up for your life back? God, yeah. So don't despair if you can't see the enemy. Don't despair if you don't understand. Don't despair. You know, research, look up. There's tons of stuff that will take you into other dimensions in which, you know, guides will show up and you will be helped. It's not woo-woo, it looks like woo-woo because you don't understand it, you know. You know, it's not a vinti macchiato from Starbucks. You can't, you've got to get out of the ape mind and understand that we're just a part of this massive, unbelievable piece of nature, which is vast and powerful and and beautiful, and difficult, and dark, and everything, but it can help you. All right, bye.